to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Hey mamas, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are revisited by some of our other extra mama guests for another mom panel. We're so excited. Everyone's laughing at my intro, but we're going to roll with it. All right. So today's topic is a good one. If you're a mom, you've experienced this, the new mama era. So um, on the topic of a new mom, do you have anything that resonates with you or that you've experienced that you would like to share that might help other new mamas out there? Um, I think something that's really important is to just realize that the season you're in is really short. So when you have a baby crying, you have to puke all over you and you're not getting any sleep and you feel like, oh my gosh, this is like going by like paint drying. Like it's just so slow. Um, just remember that there's a point when it starts to be really quick and then all of a sudden your kids are teenagers. I have one that's going to be out the door in two years and I can't believe it. Um, so it's just, just slowing down and just really realizing that they're precious and that this time is you're not going to be able to do it over. So just really trying to relax and just enjoy being a mom early on. Yeah, I really love that. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? That is really good. It kind of reminds me of the saying, like, the days are so long, but the years are short. And yeah. that's so true. Yeah, that's good. Um, I feel like for me, um, getting lost in the, like, identity of being a new mom and, like, who are you and, you know, that struggle. I also struggled with, like, um, depression, not really. It wasn't postpartum depression. Mine came later, mm-hmm. um, but it was after, you know, the kid, like probably nine months or so after. Uh, I kind of just felt like in a rut. I was home and I just felt blah. I hadn't lost the baby weight still. And I don't know, I was just sunk into this like blahness. And something that really helped me was getting up and getting dressed every single day, yeah. trying to make myself look. You know, not like super fancy. It could be yoga pants still and a t-shirt, but if I put on some hoop earrings and throw a little mascara on and maybe some lip gloss or something, that just made me feel so much better. Yeah. Um, and then that also um, went into like the marriage bed, you know, because if you like feel yucky and blah, mm-hmm. um, but if you feel a little cuteness, then that helps in a lot of areas. So that was like something that was a must for me and that really got me over that talk, um, that struggle. Um, so I would recommend that, like starting off, just you know, even if it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Um, <clears throat> I think um, something that a lot of women and new mamas struggle with is like the confidence of you are born for this. Mm-hmm. God made yeah. you to be a mom, yeah. even in making decisions. So maybe you're you are um, getting ready and preparing for labor, but you've never done it yet, like. If you go with the gut or we, what we consider, what we know of is the Holy Spirit, when you have a, an instinctual 
thought in your mind, like, I should do this, I shouldn't do this. But many times it's we let people override those thoughts and our intuitions. Mm-hmm. Um, just be confident. And, yes, you are going to learn things along the way, but also you are made to be a mom. So I think that's really important mm-hmm. to know. Um, and you are the mom. Once you have the baby, you are the mom. So a lot of people have advice. And, honestly, like with Sadie's situation, her cancer situation, sometimes people are afraid to say the wrong thing. Um, but I always say, like, say something, it's better than nothing. So just know if people say things, try to have a heart knowing that they have good intentions. Maybe it is something that actually really helped them, and maybe you'll never do it or you think it's insane, but still just be open to the fact that people are trying to help you. Yeah. Um, I think a big thing for me is, you know, losing your identity when you're a new mom. So not only is it like a crash, like, you know, you were – you. It's all in perspective. So before the baby came, it was just you and perhaps your husband, and you had the, the movies on every night, and you still thought your life was so busy because you worked and all of these things, but all of a sudden then, bam, the baby comes, and guess what? You're the mom. So you're going to be taking yeah. most of your extra time is going to be invested with that baby. Again, I think kind of how we're made, and you lose your identity, and also you lose your body, which is hard. Um, it's hard from going from a young person's body then to a mom. And um, I don't know, that's, that always can be a struggle, but you know the reward is great. Um, I do think I had two boys pretty close in age back to back um, years ago, and then I had my third child. And so it, it really just, it was like I've gone through this before, but it just re- made me realize again how much you lose your identity as a mom. So if you're going to a birthday party, if you're going to any event, baseball or church or anything, and you want to, I guess, be social as a mom and, you know, because it's so important to us, oftentimes you can't. You're chasing your kids. You're the one tapped to do that role. Or you're at baseball and you're the one watching the kid make sure she doesn't fall over or whatever. So that is a hard thing, but it is only a season. The best thing for that, I think, is finding another mom with Mm -hmm. a young child because you guys can relate. Um, and also for those women that are not in that season, remember how hard it was for you. So if you were out and about or at a party and you see that mom off in the distance at the swing set and while everyone else is hanging out in their long chairs, like maybe go talk to her. So that would be some of my advice. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, the whole losing, uh, losing your identity thing. I think that that is so much more common than probably what a lot of women realize. Um, Mm -hmm. I know, especially during the infant stage or baby stage. And if you're a nursing mama, um, I know that there was a stage when my daughter was very little, and I remember laying in bed one night and telling my husband, like, I feel like I'm almost like an out-of-body experience. Like, I didn't feel like my body was my own because not only was I nursing around the clock, but I also had two young boys who were constantly pulling on me, needing me. I was constantly on the ground with them. Like, I almost felt like I was in, like, this whole different world. Um, and it was hard, but um, it's also common. So I think that if other moms realize, like, you're not alone here. And I actually heard on the radio on the way here um, that they said um, so many times, you know, Satan puts these thoughts in your head of like, you have this problem, but also what makes it even more difficult is not only that you have this problem, but you're the only one who has this problem. Like you're singled out, like there's something wrong and it's you. And it's so, it's so not like that. Like it's going to be so much more common than what you think. So, um, okay. So what do you feel like was your, um, the biggest struggle for you as a mom? I think because I just carried my babies all the time. So Mm -hmm. I 
felt like I couldn't put them down. Yeah. So I felt like I couldn't get things done and I was always really stressed out. And then another layer was that my sister died in a car accident when I was a teenager. So mm -hmm. I always wore this heaviness of being afraid my kids were going to die. Oh my gosh, so just yeah. constantly like, are they okay? Are they okay? Check on the little knife, put my finger on yeah. the you know, are they yeah. alive? So I wore that burden a lot. So it's better now for sure yeah. because I've learned how to like take those thoughts captive and like just trust God with Absolutely. their security. But that was a big one. Yeah. Can I say something before I go yeah. that I feel like is really Definitely. important? Um, I had postpartum with both children and I wouldn't have been able to recognize that on my own. My husband actually pointed it out. Um, I was having severe mood swings. I wasn't sad about having children. I was so excited to be a mom. But there was something about my hormones that just had a really hard time like readjusting after I gave birth. And I remember I was like one minute super angry, one minute like crying, one minute normal. And my husband was like, I think you have postpartum. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't. You know, and it's like, <laughs> dare you. yeah, it was very outside character, yeah. but I was so out of my mind, like out of my being a normal person. I couldn't even recognize it myself. And I went and I got home for it. And I think it's just really important to be mindful because we hear stories of like, you know, this mother put her kids in the car and they all drove off of a bridge together. And then you hear there was a baby and I'm like, oh my gosh, guarantee you she had postpartum and yeah. I have no idea. And just Satan can so get in your head and use those vulnerable moments where you're just like, you really feel trapped. Like there's no way, mm -hmm. like you can't handle this too much, like whatever. I'm so sad. I don't know why I can't do this in life. And then they'll just rationalize like, I got to take us all out, you know, and like, so, and maybe it wouldn't be that extreme, but it can still damage your family in a lot of ways mm -hmm. by just saying things that you can't take back or yeah. maybe hitting your baby too hard. And you're like a little kid, like you got a little kid, you're spanking it, discipline, you do it too hard and then you don't forgive yourself. And then now they've suffered a trauma of really being abused, even though you didn't mean to. Um, and so just being super mindful and open to the thought of that postpartum is real and it's not something to be ashamed of. It's just your body trying to adjust. And so letting people speak in your life or just trying to be aware. Yeah. that's good and I love that you brought up that I can look different you know it might not just be that you're super sad or like that you don't want the baby you might not have any of those types of thoughts but you might just be imbalanced and yeah. so for everyone it could look you know different so if you just don't fit the medical description of like XYZ you know you can still get it checked out if you feel off or you feel like it's yeah. taking a while to come back to your normal self yeah I love that. Any further thoughts that you can think of before you go? I think you have to run soon. No. Yeah. I'm excited to be here, though. Thank you for inviting me. I just appreciate the opportunity to speak because I would love to watch something like this. When yes. I'm so, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, well, happy Monday. Enjoy Thank getting you. your daughter. See you next time, Tabitha. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are going to continue the podcast with the three of us, Heather, Nikki, and Samantha. Heather, you brought up a good point when we were just talking a little bit ago about the different types of balls. The yes. Glass. Okay, I'll let you just <laughs> I'll tell you tell about us the ball. about balls. Okay, guys. <laughs> let me tell you. Okay, so um, I was just telling um, Nikki and Samantha earlier that um, I had advice given to me whenever my kiddos were younger. Um, I had a parents as teachers educator come to my house once every couple weeks through our school district, and... Um, she was great and always gave me really great advice whenever my kids were younger. And I was getting very overwhelmed with um, my baby crying and just, you know, dinners cooking and all this stuff is happening. And she told me that a new perspective and a new way to look at it is um, 
decipher if whatever is going on is a crystal ball, which is very fragile and you don't want to drop it, um, versus a bouncy ball, which is not fragile. And if you let it go, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Um, and that was a big game changer for me. Um, so for example, if you're cooking dinner and you're freaking out, stressed out because your baby's over here crying, screaming, you have dinner about ready to burn, dogs are going crazy, whatever's happening, just pure chaos. Um, the baby crying, um, you know, unless there's something actually wrong, if the baby is just fussy and crying, putting that baby down in their crib for 10 minutes, even if they are crying, where they are safe, they're contained in their crib, nothing can happen to them. Um, and you just getting that few minutes of time to figure out whatever, you know, the dinner burning, the dogs running away, whatever it is. Um, if you kind of, um, can't think of the word, if you kind of decipher which, what thing is a crystal ball or a bouncy ball, it's a big, it helped me out a lot to realize like, okay, I can let this go for a minute while I realize that this is really what I need to be doing right now. Um, so it just made things a lot less stressful for me whenever I would do that. I was just going to say, so that would be a bouncy ball, and then a crystal ball would be... Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I see what you're saying. So, like, if you're, I don't know, maybe your kid's about ready to fall down the stairs, and, you know, you need to go and run and do that, or if it is something like dinner, if you have something on the stove and the timer's been beeping, but you've been over at the couch trying to calm your baby down, and you're hearing all these things going off, like, if your dinner's going to burn, that's a bigger deal, because that's going to, you know... A lot of things could happen from that, but if you go set your baby down and worry about the crystal ball, which is your dinner burning and something bad happening, then that would be um, something that would be more immediate to take care of. I love that so much. Um, another topic, I know this is very pertinent to new mamas, um, myself gone through different things with each of these, is um, to nurse, to not to nurse, to uh, do vaccines, to not do mm -hmm. vaccines. We need to support each other on our decisions. It is between you, your husband, and God what you do for your kid. Mm -hmm. Maybe God tells you not to do it for a reason. Maybe God tells you to do it for a reason. But we have to stop this mm -hmm. judgmental thing. You, you don't know. You don't know what people have gone through. You don't know the reasons for things. In fact, Samantha and I were at the gym this morning speaking to a mama. Um, and hopefully we'll have her on the podcast in the next couple of months. But um, she has a daughter that was vaccine injured and nobody believes her now they do but what a what a sad thing for to go through and as a mom you have to like really stand up in the face of adversity or the face of judgment sometimes mm -hmm. and even being a new mom being like i just know something's not right so we just i just want to say like whether you nurse you don't nurse whether mm -hmm. we all have to just try to stop judging because okay maybe you're good at that thing or not good at that thing or you had the baby natural or you didn't you know, it, whatever you choose, it's between you and your husband and God and yeah. support one another. Um, on the topic of nursing, if you decide to nurse, I've had, I think, two friends now come back to me and be like, thank you so much for sharing this. So I, I want to share it. Um, when you nurse uh, and your, you know, your milk's just coming in and the first couple of weeks after the baby, mm -hmm. it is going to hurt bad probably. And mm -hmm. not like more than you can handle, no, right. but it, it hurts. So yeah. I, I've had a few friends say, if you wouldn't have told me that, I wouldn't, I would have stopped. I, I hands down yeah. would have stopped. You're the only one that said like, hey, it hurts. But then right after it stops hurting, you know, maybe you're two weeks in, three weeks in, whatever it is, it is the most beautiful thing, yeah. simple thing, right? Mm -hmm. I, when I go leave the house, I didn't have to grab all these bottles, do more dishes and all these things. 
if you choose to nurse. If you don't, that's fine. But if you choose to nurse and, and your goal is to nurse, know that it might be pretty painful, but again, not more than you can tolerate for the, at least the first three weeks. And I just wanted to make that point. Good tip. Yeah. I'll piggyback off of that. I once had a friend that said, you know, people were giving her so much grief and stuff because she wasn't nursing. Yeah. Um, but she was like, my mental health is... I can't nurse. Like yeah. I couldn't do it. I had to do formula. I had to be able to go to my in-laws and like give them the baby for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so always like happy mama over anything that's going to precede that is just a happy, healthy mom. Yeah. Um, you know, and not all, not all of us have the ability. Like I tried so hard to nurse and I did all the things like people are like, you didn't give it enough time and you didn't do this and this, but I like literally did everything I yeah. took. All the supplements up until um, one of the supplements that finally actually started to work made me have crazy asthma attacks. So obviously breathing trumped mm. nursing. Yeah, right. But, and I did for um, like four months with each of my boys, but it was just um, so tasking and daunting because my body just like did it when yeah. I produced the milk. Um, and I would do, I even took um, medicine from a doctor, like a prescription to get yeah. my milk to come in. It just never happened. So you know, if you feel, and for a while I felt like I failed, but then I realized like, and now looking back, like I tried my best. I was out of my control and, yeah. you know, my babies were still fed and they're all happy and healthy. Yeah. And, you know, so if your plan doesn't go as you ideal or what you um, have in your mind of the perfect scenario of motherhood, maybe you plan to have a natural birth and then something happens and you had to have a C-section, like that's yeah. okay. Like you yep. just have to like not get stuck in our expectations and just yeah. go with the flow sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know I've heard like the cliche saying, but it's so true to fed is best. First mm -hmm. off, if your baby's being fed, that's mm -hmm. all that matters. Um, also, as far as like some other, maybe different topics, as far as like vaccinations go, um, I had a doctor once tell me, like, do your research and then make your decision. Like, if you do research and you realize I am not comfortable with this, you know, whatever you decide, that's what's best for your kid then. If you do your research and you think, you know what, no, I really want to get these, like, that is great for you and your kid. Like, you know, it's, I, I think that that was really something great for me too, whenever I was going through um, all of that with my kids is just, I did the best research I could and if you feel comfortable doing it or not doing it, like, like, like you said, Nikki, like just, um, just love on the mom still. Like it doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, it does matter, but what other people are doing, just love them and like, don't judge people so quickly either way, because whatever decision they chose is what they felt was best. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important. So, right. yeah, I love that. Um, just jumping topics a little bit, but still regarding like having a new baby, first time new baby, um, husbands or dads, so maybe not a husband, but a dad. Um, it took me a minute and I do think people advised me on this and I'm glad they did. And this was early on, so I wasn't taken by such surprise, but oftentimes the dads do not get the ooey gooey, like, oh my gosh, look at those look, you know, like, yeah. or like run to see the child when they get home. I mean, some do, some don't, but they don't have the same affection and longing yeah. and all of those things that us yeah. women naturally do. And I think it's normal, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the kid, the oftentimes as the kid grows, 
then the dad relates to them on something and that relationship continues to grow so much so that you're like, whoa, whoa, come back to mama. <laughs> but I just wanted to put that in there. It's very normal, very normal. Um, and uh, I guess, again, just how we were made. Yeah. All right. I have a, also something um, just talking to my younger self. Um, you don't know what you don't know. So I think sometimes yeah. we can get hung up on things as new moms and we're like, we're, we did something one way and then later find out that it could be, you know, not what we choose then. And we're like, oh my gosh, well, I didn't know. Well, if you didn't yes. know, like, just give yourself the grace right. and just yes. be like, I didn't know and like move on and forgive yourself. I think we get really caught up, especially in the newborn stage with the mom guilt and trying to have yes. everything so perfect. Um, and it's like, now you're like, you know, especially after like, once you get to your third one, it's like, you know, the first one you have the nursery robot and all this stuff and now you're like the third one you get to where you're like oh there's a mattress fine. in the bedroom <laughs> yeah. like, it gets so much laid yes. back but I think that I like you know get stressed myself out so much oh, and yes. it was like you didn't even know that how yeah. are you to right. know so um just give yourself grace in that yeah. area yeah mm -hmm. um yeah also with um expectations for new parents who have never had a child um I think that uh, my husband and I kind of laugh about this now that before we had kids, we were the people who would say like, my kid will never do this. <laughs> yes. They will never do this. We will never let them do this. So or um, we won't ever like, like, for example, um, we used to see um, kids with an iPad or a phone or whatever it was. And we would say, oh, we will, we would never let our kids have an iPad in public. Like that would, like, we were so certain on that too. That was our big thing. Like we will never do that. And then our kids like a year old and we're like, fine, take it. <laughs> you know? So you might have so many expectations of, um, I won't ever do this. I will only do this or, you know, whatever, but just know that you're, you're, everything is going to kind of change once the kids get there and that's okay because you just kind of have to right. go along with it. So a lot of things will change too with that. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Hold on Sadie, just a second. <laughs> Mom life. So I remember, um, I think in order to give birth at the certain hospital, we had to take certain like birthing classes mm -hmm. or whatever. And I remember this was before the first baby and the doctor was doing a seminar and he's like, when that baby's one week old, you put him, you know, in the room, shut the door, let him cry it out. And I was like, yep. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm prepared. I'm going to do this. And here I was the mom that had the kids, all the kids like that slept with us for at least two years mm -hmm. apiece. And again, whatever works for you and, and, and that's okay. And you, yeah. and sometimes you commit to things. You're like, well, I wish I wouldn't have done it that way, but that's fine. But again, uh, I guess maybe before you have the baby, just be open-minded that you're not yeah. going to know until you're there. And also if you don't have kids yet and you're looking to have kids someday, but it's so easy to be like, if I'm a mom, I, oh, I would, I would never let him throw a fit like that. Well, you don't really know what that kid's like at home. Yeah. Maybe that was the most minor fit he's ever thrown. Like, again, let's try to stop judging or maybe walk by that mom and be like, Hey, I get it. You're doing a good yeah. job. Like we're just trying to change the trajectory. We're trying to have women come together and support one another because it's hard. And then going back to mom guilt, yeah. we can guilt ourselves over everything. When Sadie first had cancer, yes. it was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Was it when I did this, when I took this? And honestly, what is the point? Yeah. If you know in your heart that you had the best intentions all along, you have to settle with that and move on. Again, yeah. it's like realigning your thoughts 
it's that whole perspective pitch. Mm -hmm. You, you got to take those thoughts captive because either way, what's, what's it going to do? If you had good intentions the whole time, you, you, you know that in your heart and you move forward. Yeah. And what you didn't know, now you know, okay, maybe there is something to change, but now you know and you're doing it. So yeah. congrats, you're doing it. You're doing the best thing for your child. So I really liked yeah. what you brought up there. Yeah. Yeah. And to go off of the, you know, I would never, whatever, um, you don't know either, like, to, like, what the child might have, like, that child might be autistic or whatever. Yes. We have a son, um, he has super high emotional intelligence, and mm -hmm. it was explained to me because I literally thought, I was like, there's something wrong with him. <laughs> He's so emotional about everything, and I like, can't control it. And they're like, no, he just has really high emotional intelligence, and mm -hmm. his body's little, and he'll, like, basically go into his big emotions. Yeah. But when he was little, he would have, um, you know, an outburst, and everyone around us would judge us and be like, you need to handle this. You need to discipline him so he knows he can't get away yes. with that. But the truth was, if we would have handled it or if we would have got onto him in this in that moment out in public, um, it would have made it a thousand times worse. Mm -hmm. And they all thought it was because we didn't discipline him, but it wasn't that all. And we just knew that like if we handle handle this quote unquote um, in public, it's just going to make it way worse. So we would you know tend to ignore it. Now when we're at home, it'd be a different story and we'd, you know, address the issues. But um yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of kickback from that. Nasty yeah. looks. Yeah, nasty <laughs> looks and then like family members too that mm -hmm. would say stuff and it would just make me my blood would be boiling and then I'd like try yeah. to control my temper, you know, mm -hmm. an outburst and like I'd cry and it was just like really hard because, you know, it was it, they as much as you can parent them and guide them in certain things, yeah. they are their own people. And so you can't control them. And that's not our job as a parent yeah. is to control everything that they do and have these perfectly submissive children. You know, right. that's just not realistic. So For sure. um, just giving grace, you just never know the, the situation and, you know, that a kid might be autistic or there might be something else going on or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, like I can totally relate with that with like you, you getting looks and like trying to get people to realize without saying it, like I am dealing with this. No, I'm not doing maybe what you expected me to do for right. my child. But like, that is really hard whenever you know you are getting comments and looks and different things from um, friends or family members. Um, but like, also I think it almost goes with everything we've been talking about. I think it's just um, like open-mindedness is like the biggest thing from this for like, from what I'm hearing just from all of us is yeah. like, sincerely just like, not judging the parent who's having a kid melting down and not judging somebody who's giving somebody a bottle or breastfeeding in public or doing whatever. Just like be open-minded because everybody really is trying their best. Like every person, no matter what, is trying their best, right. you know, so yeah. open-mindedness. And it's a hard role. It is. It takes one to know one. It's a very hard role. Mm -hmm. um, just jumping topics a little bit. Okay, so you're a new mom. Mm -hmm. um, you have a lot on your shoulders now. You've kind of lost your identity and you don't get with your friends very often and you, your body looks different than it did, what are some things that moms can do um, to, again, maybe stay close to friends or go out of, of their way and make new friends? Or what are, what are some things new moms can do? Um, so for me, I had to learn that it's okay when – Again, this might be different for everyone, but I struggled with this in the beginning, but then realized how important it was, was to like get a sitter and not feel yeah. guilty for having a sitter Yes. Um, and just taking them to get that date night in or to go have a girl's night or whatever. Like, you know, you might have that mom guilt of leaving your kid, but it's so 
like my, I would always come back and like my cup would be so filled and I felt so refreshed Mm -hmm. and I was a better mom when I did that. So that was something for me and moving my body every day, whether that's a walk or a light workout or whatever that looks like. It doesn't have to be some crazy intense thing, um, but just getting up, it helps me with energy and just the way I felt. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the going out thing and getting a babysitter and intentionally getting yourself out of the house is huge. I think that's a big thing. I I had the guilt of other people, like, are they judging me that I'm leaving my kids, you know, once or twice a month or however often it was that my husband and I would have date nights or I would have a girl's night or whatever it was. Um, But I think it is so important because then you can be your best self for both your husband and your kids. Yeah. Um, So I think intentionally setting days aside that you're like, okay, this month I will go out one time, even if it's like, hey, do you want to go to Starbucks with me and sit there for 30 minutes and have a sitter for a little bit of time? Just mm-hmm. getting out of the house and away from your children or child for a minute is, is such a huge deal and I think so important. Um, yeah. Um, I just have a side note to make. Um, I'm sitting next to two of my – so one's my sister-in-law, one's mm-hmm. my best friend um, – They both have, of anyone I know at our age group, they both have the best marriages of anyone I know. And it's true. And you guys know it. It's like, it's not a secret because you guys get those affirmations all the time. Like, oh my gosh, like, how do you guys do it? And I'm not saying, and my husband and I have a great marriage. We're just more private with it, I Mm -hmm. guess. But, um, but we weren't good at doing what you guys both just agreed on. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, it's okay to say, remember your husband was there first, you know? Like, figure out a way. Like, oh, we don't have enough money. Like, figure it out. Trade with another couple mm-hmm. that has kids. Like, I know there's a million ways. If there's a – where there's a mm-hmm. will, there's a way to get something done. Or maybe it's just not – you're not able to do that. You're new to an area. You don't trust anyone. Okay, so after 8.30 p.m., it's mom and dad date night. The yeah. kids go whatever. Um, so, again, I just think it's interesting that both of you, that's, like, what you guys did and what mm-hmm. you needed, and yet – I know you guys and I know your marriages and they're very strong. So keeping that front and center. And I know my husband and I could have done better with that. We do it all the time now. So it's been a good season. Um, what else was I going to say? I have a funny story yeah. just being like that. So, mm-hmm. and hopefully my mother-in-law, I don't think she'll be upset. That I'm <laughs> oh no, I'm scared. <laughs> my time, oh, so we uh, called our moms and we were like trying to get them to each commit to one weekend out of the month to like watch the kids or whatever mm. and then the swap so it'd be like six times out of the year or whatever and so my mother-in-law was like telling my husband he's like she's like well me and your dad didn't do that and he's like i know you had a terrible marriage <laughs> <laughs> she's like well, funny yeah. like, exactly <laughs> that is kind I of funny. funny um going back to uh you know keeping your body moving like you were talking about or like get you know getting up and you know making yourself like look pretty so wear makeup even though nobody's at the house but keeping your body moving we all know it's like uh meeting with a friend like you're you have a baby it's like so much work to get out of the house these days right but whenever you go and meet your friend especially your friend that has another child or have a play date you you leave refreshed every single time so if you're on the the cusp of should i go should i not go you know you know the answer another thing is is um one of our friends at the gym, one of my new friends, um, somebody Samantha knew, I walked past, I, I dropped Sadie off at the gym, childcare, and I walked past this mom with a baby carrier on a treadmill, 
wearing her baby. And I was like, what? Like, that's amazing. (laughs) And she she has four kids, but she's making it a point. She knows how good, like you get more motivated to keep your house clean. If you get out and you do those things, or if it's a walk for you. Um, But I I loved that. And that always like, that was the neatest thing I saw. And I was like, you are my hero, mom. I wish I would have known that, you know, years ago. So I think that was interesting. Yeah, definitely. All right. Before we wrap up, any other advice or if you could go back and tell your, you know, new mama self something, what would it be? Obviously the grace thing um, over and over. can't stress that enough is just give yourself grace. You're learning. You're in a new season. You've never done this before. So how are you supposed to know everything? You're not going to be an expert. Yeah. Um. So that's on the serious note. But just something that would like has really helped me a lot. Um. And hopefully maybe for a new mom, if you're struggling, because a lot of times like we have babies and our house is crazy, right? Yeah. Like you know we're just trying to keep this this thing alive yeah. and sustaining everything. Um. Do not underestimate. The power of a timer and so if you like have the baby sleeping or whatever yes. and you just like set a 15 minute timer and say I'm gonna run around as quick as I possibly can to do a quick tidy or whatever um, my brain because I'm a all-or-nothing mm-hmm. type of personality it's like oh it's only 15 minutes or like however it could be 10 minutes whatever oh it's not that long and so your brain does something and I swear like the the timer saved me <laughs> just doing those quick tidies yeah I had a friend that her thing was beef bacon so she would cook bacon in the morning and she would beat the bacon to clean up something or that is awesome. like that. mine is very similar to Samantha's um just the timer thing really is huge I didn't even think yeah. about it until you said that my phone the amount of timers that I have just on my phone on my um, um I guess it's alarms on my phone you can just scroll on mine and it's literally like but it's like a saving grace for me Mm -hmm. it is like wake the kids up in the morning um put this name tag on emma get kids off to the Mm -hmm. bus bus is coming like (laughs) i said like literally everything and i have timers that i have on there for like monday through friday but they are lifesavers for me because it keeps me in line so you could do that i mean really for anything with your baby with your infant on up you can have it you know, literally put in there, feed the baby, like, you you know, have the timers on. And we also have an Alexa and I use Alexa so much. And it is similar things. I will um, give myself time now to like sit on my couch and watch a show by setting a timer on Alexa. I will say like, Alexa, set a 30 minute, get up and clean the bathroom timer. And I will literally set that that and it'll beep after 30 minutes and say, your get up and clean the bathroom timer is going (laughs) off. It is awesome though because it makes me not lose track of time and it kind of, it's like it's great. So the timer thing is a big deal. Like it's so silly, but like set timers. It yeah, really yeah. is great. I even I have, too. have a timer to water my plants. Yes, that's <laughs> it awesome. Goes up on like certain days, it's like go water your plants. Yes, no, I, I love, love it. it. I do too. Yeah. Um, another thing I just thought of too is just like there's going to be Mama Joneses out there. Again, it's a facade. The grass looks greener. This Mama Jones is like the coolest baby baby carrier. And look at her. And she yes. just looks like, look at that six pack. What? Like, uh, just don't, don't buy into it. And why is she even dressing like that anyways? Like, come on, we're moms. So, um, also, if you want to have friendships and you want to invite somebody over, like, let them come into your house not tidy. I cannot tell you the few times I've done it. And I will say few because most women are so uptight. Like, they won't even... They'll, they'll turn down what will, what will do the best thing to refresh their souls, mm-hmm. which is having a, like a adult conversation mm-hmm. because this is not perfect. 
Yeah. However, on the flip side, when somebody walks into someone's house and it looks lived in, you immediately feel two things like, huh, I can sit wherever I want. Like, yeah. I don't, it doesn't Absolutely. seem so uptight, but like, oh gosh, I'm normal. Like, it just, it, it, so anyways, don't turn anything down. And next time you have people over, don't do it all. And, yeah. and then don't do it all like we normally do. And they're like, oh, it's so messy. And I just like spent four hours cleaning. Actually, it's the cleanest it's been in three months. But oh, look at this That's messy That's exactly thing. what I do. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm so embarrassed. And I just spent four hours on it. But I can't let other people know that it just took me that long to clean up the house and it still looks like whatever it looks like. Right. So we say like, let's let's break molds. Like it's. It's a new era. Um, that's why we're doing our social groups. We're coming yeah. together and we're saying, no, we really suck at all these other things, but we're good at this. And what I'm good at, I'll help you with and vice versa. Yeah, yeah definitely. I love that. And you don't need all the fancy gizmos and gadgets they like sell you. Like, yes. You need like a whole Target store for, oh, look, Mickey's timer's going off. <laughs> Oh, um, weird. You have timers set. Yeah. <laughs> they act like you need so much for having a baby. And like, That's hilarious. Yeah. You really don't need, like, don't stress if, if um, you know, financial situation is tough. Like, literally, mm-hmm. my neighbor growing up, um, she was a lot older than me, but she used to tell all the time, and she loved the stories of, like, how they didn't even have a crib. Like, her baby slept in the drawer. Like, she took a drawer and, like, made a bed mm-hmm. out of it and stuff. And I so- slept in a drawer as an infant, apparently. So it's funny you said wow. that. My parents said for the first few months, I literally slept in the drawer that's amazing yeah that is so crazy um like what is what is the chances but yeah you don't need all fancy things like just being a happy loving mom is the most important they're on the counter i love it all right well i think that's a wrap again this is so much fun i'm so glad it's amazing what all this is turning into thank you heather for being our guest thank you for having me we knew you would nail it Um, oh for those who don't know Heather, the cutest thing, one of the cutest things about her, oh yeah, Brandon and her have this cutesy relationship like they're still in high school, you guys do too. <laughs> um, but the funniest thing about them is my brother loves to scare her. And she just, That's true. like, it is the cutest thing every time because if my husband scared me, I'd probably have an anger moment or I'd like slap some, I don't know, or I'd pee my pants and, you know, whatever. She always, like, gets startled, like, incredibly startled. Yeah, it's bad. I get it from my mom. <laughs> but then she's like, oh, you're, you're such a cute thing. Like, stop scaring me. And I just love that about her, so. Oh, well, thanks. He does scare me all the time. But it's like, I love it and I hate it all at yeah. the same time. Yeah. It's one of your cute things, so. Aw, thanks. Great. Okay, before we go, what's for dinner? Oh, my oh, gosh. gosh. Okay. Well, since I'm never prepared uh, I mean, we do have some leftovers, so maybe that's tonight. I'm going to go with that. I mean, breakfast is always the best choice for dinner, so <laughs> probably breakfast. What type of breakfast? Um, well, my kids are not great broad eaters, so literally just like eggs, toast, maybe sausage patties that are pre-frozen <laughs> from Aldi's in the freezer. <laughs> so the most simple things are what we do. We don't do like all fancy omelets. And I mean, I would like it, but my kids probably wouldn't end up eating it. So like simple that. is what we do. Okay. Don't show us up. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, chicken, rice, and broccoli, like casserole. Is that your fallback or is that like not your fallback? Oh, so that's when you're like not prepared. Be like, I'll do something. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you usually have those things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what we're having for dinner too, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Alrighty, bye, mamas. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to another Line Mama podcast. 
We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see through my feelings now. I can see clear through my mind. And the secrets to shut my eyes, to shut my eyes.